Hello again, this is your host Julia of the Haunted Souls Podcast. You are listening to Episode 6, Part 2 of 4 of Hill House. Hope you enjoy! To put it off even more, so that if they try to run, you know, that they wouldn't run that night. So, the two girls... Theo and Nell mm-hmm. are there because they have a connection to like a haunted phenomenon. Yes, and but, Nell is the rocks. Yep, and Luke is only there because of his aunt. Mm-hmm. So he has no connection to haunted. No, anything. no. And then Theo is she was able to guess the card. They, they held the card. They didn't even hold the card. So I think it was like in another room, and she guessed them. It was mm. like nineteen out of twenty. Wow. She guessed correctly. Oh, and then that's why they put her there, which I think is, which I think is interesting. And yeah, the same in the, that's almost the same in the movie, is that they're there, but they're not saying it's for psychic phenomena. Saying it's for like sleep deprivation, oh. like people with like insomnia and stuff like that. That can show some of the same effects, really. Yeah. So that, which is interesting, and then Luke is there actually as a. Like a patient, like a in the in the movie, he's not the nephew. He's actually there for a reason. Oh, well, he has a reason to be there. Yes, like the other girls. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so there's only those three because the others didn't respond. <laughs> they didn't respond back. Like they were qualified. Like I think there's supposed to be ten in total, and they never responded back for some reason. Or the house didn't let them respond back. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of interesting. The Dudleys are more prominent in the show than the book or the movie. The what? The Dudleys. The Dudley Sins? No, the Dudleys. The oh, Dudleys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> the Dudleys. I understand. Yeah, so they're actually more prominent in the show, which I like because it flushes them out a little bit more. In the movie, in the book, you're like, why have they been there for, for that long if it's such a creepy house? But they do, all of them have in common that line but the line that they give is no one comes any closer than town in the dark and the night and that's the same line that's consistent in all three versions oh really mm-hmm. which I, I love it's such a spooky little in the dark in the night yeah because i remember them saying that that they would stay at their house that was like right outside the property because mm-hmm. they would never go over there at night mm-hmm. But they really only peeked in at, like, the beginning and the end. They were in it a little bit because the husband, the caretaker, he was trying to help the father in the series. He was trying to help him uh, with the mold. And then they were, you know, he was telling him about his wife and how it is his wife had had a miscarriage. And Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And then she was kind of trying to, she was trying to talk to Olivia about I guess sort of about her experience there vaguely was the nanny slash housekeeper was that the Mrs. Dudley yeah she wasn't the nanny she was just the housekeeper okay so yeah okay she was there a significant amount of time at the beginning because she was always so like ominous yeah I feel like she was there in the beginning and then towards the end but not really mm-hmm. she kind of sort of scattered in the middle a part that I 
love, I don't know if it's in the movie, I can't remember if it's in the movie, but it's in the book and in the show, but two different people say this line, and it talks about the cup of stars, don't let anyone take your cup of stars away. Um, Mrs. Dudley says that, doesn't she, the cup of stars? She says that in the, yeah, she says that in the show, but in the movie, or in the book, it's Nell who says that. Oh. Because she's, she's on her way to Hill House, and she stops at a cafe, at a little diner, and then the little, a little girl at another table, so she won't drink anything except her cup, her cup of stars. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, and she's, like, singing this in her head. She's like, don't let them take the, her cup of stars away. Yeah, because at the ending of the movie, spoilers, um, doesn't Olivia try to get her to drink that poison out of the cup of stars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she does. I know that's not, like, how, how that ended, but at some point, that's... Yes, and she did have a cup of stars that she had found... In the series that she had found, well, I don't know, well, in the playroom. It was like her tea party cup. Yeah. 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 So she had found that in the house. And then later on in the series, you see her with like a mug with stars on it. Oh. I didn't didn't notice that. These little things, you pick up on so much more than me. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. The ones I cannot get in the series that like I see people get on YouTube is like the hidden ghosts. I only oh, get a few yeah. of them, like the super, super blatant ones. And then if I go over and watch that scene again, yeah, I'll see it. But I'm just so invested in what's happening that I don't even care. No, I'm not one of those people that, like, watches the background for, like, hidden things. I want to be looking at the characters and the plot. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice at least one, maybe two, during the movie. But otherwise, that was no. Yeah. The Dudleys are really creepy. They're very creepy in the show. Or not in the show. They're they're nicer in the show. But in the book and in the movie, they're creepy. And they're really, like, short. Oh. I mean, I feel like they're kind of short in the TV series as well. It, they get better, but, like, they, they're really short and they're super creepy. Yeah. Creepy would not be the word I would describe them as in the TV show. Or the series. Yeah. They're trying. Like, they seem very compassionate. But they're, like, very short out of fear. Yeah. Even, like, the town that they're around, though, is weird. Because it doesn't show it in the movie, and it doesn't show it in the series. But it says it in the book that Nell stops in the town on her way to the house just for a cup of coffee. In that everyone acts really odd. And that they're really kind of, like, they're, yes, they're closed off, but, like, they're really short with, no, an attitude, not in statue. Yeah. They're not short people. Um, <laughs> sorry. They're not short people, but they're, and then they both look over and they start kind of, like, giggling, but. So she's, like, kind of paranoid? A little bit, yeah. You mm. can kind of start seeing it from that point. Okay. So even the town is odd, and, like, whenever they go to the town, before the doctor gives them instructions and says, don't even, don't, don't mention the house in town, don't say what you're doing, just don't even talk to the people, I'll just go to them. Hmm. And then he also says that whenever he's trying to find out information, that it's really hard for him to get information about the house, because everyone doesn't want to talk about it. They 
they start out making out excuses like, oh, my wife didn't like it or this and that or, you know, or we had health issues, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, then it gets into, well, they started experiencing things. And one guy tried to, prior resident of the house tried to leave in the middle of the night and his horse ended up like running into a tree or something and then both dying. Oh my gosh. But no one wants to talk about it because they think it's haunted. Because they had experience. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, like a, if you talk about it, it'll bring it sort of a thing. Yeah. So that they like are. Voldemort. <laughs> uh, do you mean he, he shall not be named? That's what I meant. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's kind of that. But I think that's interesting because like in the paranormal world or whatever, there's a theory that if you talk about something enough, or like enough people talk about it enough, it'll, it'll happen. It'll be created. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of them is, like, the Slender Man. I know. I've actually, yeah. The slend- whole Slender Man theory is kind of freaky to me. You had no idea about it beforehand, and then it kind of started on the internet, and then there was, like, videos of people seeing the Slender Man. Yeah. So maybe that supports the concept that if you talk about it enough... Enough people believe in it, you know, it'll be created. Mm-hmm. It's so. a little freaky. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I like a well-dressed man, but I don't need no Slender Man in a tux coming to me at night. <laughs> no, thank you. But you're talking about Slender Man, and that reminds me of the Boulder Hat guy. Boulder Hat guy? Yeah, in the series, because he's really tall, and he kind of just floats around, and he has that cane, and he's looking for his, his bowler hat. Oh, yeah. And that, he follows Luke around after. Because Luke had it. Yeah, and then afterwards, mm-hmm. he follows Luke around, and then when Hugh and... Steve are in the house. Hugh just says, "Look at me." He's like, "Just look at me," and like the guy like gets right, gets right, right yeah, there. right next to his face. Yeah, and he was like, "Just look at me." Yeah, that what? was actually one of the freakiest. I felt I felt for Luke in those scenes mm-hmm. with that guy. I was like, "That's terrifying." He's literally searching for Luke. Yes, I mean he doesn't harm him or anything, but that's still terrifying. The thing that I still can't watch, and it's not super scary, but it's ominous enough to where I, I, I'm like, I don't even want to know what happens, is when he, like, he's looking for it, looks underneath the bed, and he, like, goes and, and looks under the bed. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything scary, he just looks. But to me, it's scary enough to where I'm like, no, no. Like, my imagination takes over, and I'm like, well, I know this is what happens, but in my head, this other thing happens. Mm-mm. And I think that's the best part about... I think that's a really good part about Shirley Jackson's book is that when it comes to the experiences you really don't know it's not super described which kind of adds that ominous fear to it so you just can kind of like fill it in with your imagination yes yes because at one point in the book Nell and Theo go out for a picnic or like they go they go out kind of wandering the grounds and then Theo just looks terrified and says, like, don't turn around, we're just run back, and they're running back to the house. But it's not described as to what happens. It is described that she's, she was completely terrified. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes you want to keep reading. And that's what makes a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Because it keeps you going. And it, would, it might explain it later on. I mean, I know at least with the series, it filled it in as it went for a big portion of it. Like, Well, it, doesn't, it, it definitely doesn't describe it in the book. 
Like that's what it says, and they don't give any more information. That would kind of bother me. I think. Like to know. It adds the mystery of what is Hill House. I, I, I agree with that, yeah. And then the biggest difference with the Dudleys is that the Dudleys are given a backstories in the series, and they're not at all in the book and the mm. movie. So it's just like they're there in the beginning. The Mr. Dudley is letting Nell onto the property. He's being super creepy. She's really nervous. And then he walks off. She goes... She goes in and then deals with Mrs. Dudley, who is also very creepy. Gives that whole in the dark line. Just fantastic. So, she, so she, she's not there the rest of the time? No. I mean, like, she, she's there. She cooks during the day. That's it. That's really, that's really it. Which I really, yeah, I love, I love their backstories. And what's my kid's name? Kid's name. Dudley's. They don't have kids in the book. But in the series, yes, they had the kid that was they. They technically have two kids in the series. They have the one that she had a miscarriage, and then that they heard after the one that was poisoned. No, yeah, and then they have the one that's poisoned. Yeah. yeah, so they technically have two kids because after Mrs. Dudley dies, and he brings her back to the house to die, she's holding the baby that she that was like I don't know. If it, I think it might have been a stillborn. Yeah. Yes, and then her little girl was right there, too. I wonder... And that makes it happy, like that, and that's also why it brings to that container theory, is that the house is a container. And then it's not, the house isn't inherently evil, because they do have that. That is a nice ending for them, is that their family is able to stay together. I, do, I agree, yeah. I was going to say something a little counter to that, I guess. Okay. Something opposite. No, like, I wonder think? if they were, cause they were so terrified. So on, they're like so sure about the house. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying that line. I wonder if the stillborn had something to do with the house. The house caused the. It did. Yes. Yes. And then she actually like lost the baby in the house. Oh, so it did have something to do with Yes. Because she was like working really long hours and she was taking care. She was taking care of, of the. The owner of the house, who is really elderly, okay, which is also the the kind of the connection with the movie and the book, because Nell is taking care of her elderly mother. Gotcha. Yeah. All That's, right. It's a little. No, it's just really different. Yeah, it is. It's it's very different, but like the little details are so. I I I think that's really interesting because they really did take super small details into it and just throw it in in different direction. Use it for something completely different. Yes. Yes. Well, whoever made the whoever directed the series did i mean they basically wrote their their own series i mean it it really wasn't based on anything they had to come up with it all themselves because they wanted to so i mean basically right yeah yeah so yeah but it was which was nice because it was such a successful series it was incredibly successful i really enjoyed it another thing is is that yeah the show has tons of ghosts the book doesn't have any or it has like you know little like with with nell in the book holding the hand that she thinks is leo i mean that that seems kind of ghosty to me so the book has none or to very little the movie has ghosts in it it does okay yeah the movie does have ghosts in it but that brings the theory for 
the movie and the book is that the house does the haunting. And then the show, it's just a container, but the house actually does the haunting. And the other two. Yes. And it's a bigger deal. It's made a bigger deal in the book. Yeah, because you mentioned that when they walk in, they think, they feel that. Yes. And as soon as Nell looks at the house, she's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. She wants to turn away, but she's thinking of, like, the fight that she got in with her sister and how she left in the early morning with the car and didn't even, you know, say anything. She just kind of, like, took off. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back to that either. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she wanted an adventure, and that was kind of in her head that she wanted an adventure, but she's, like, looking at this house, and which reminds me of Nell when she walks up to the house when she's about to commit suicide and she's like sitting in her car and she's looking at the house. And to me, that's, that is the same look I, I pictured Nell having in the book. Yeah. I mean, and even calling her dad, she was crying out for help. Like she knew that this was not a good decision. So, but I mean, yeah. it's different though, because it's more of the spirit, the ghost and the spirits pulling her in rather than the house. Yes. And the house to me is kind in the show because it does let the Dudleys reunite. Yeah. To me, that's like a, that's a, that's a kind thing and it's not actually evil, but in the movie, Nell is like, well, this house is evil. In the show? Crap. In the book. In the book. In the book, it's the house. The house is just straight up evil. And in the movie, there's Mr. Crane, who was like, who was a super rich guy. I don't know this Mr. Crane. He was a super rich guy who, like, had a first wife and then had a second wife. So the first one committed suicide or something like that. But it was actual... She did commit suicide, but it was because of how old her husband was. And he uh -huh. would, like, take children and... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. His first wife, mm -hmm. Mr. Crane. It's something like 1800s or whatever. What? Yeah. In the 1800s? Yeah. So he... She, he, he was she, the original she owner. suicide? She committed suicide. Because of how bad he was to her. How he was in general, yeah. He would take children to be, like, to work in his coal mines. And then they would die in the house. And it doesn't say, like, how he would kill them, but... So he's the original owner. That's probably why it's haunted. In the movie, only. I don't think I'm going to be able to process anything after I'm this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is so confusing. It's so confusing. I really enjoy the movie. It's a little scary. It's not like super, it's not, it's not super scary, especially like for today's standards. When I went back and I started looking at the ratings, it's not well rated. I enjoyed it. The CGI work is not awesome. That's probably why I got the ratings it did. Well, I mean, you know, it was also, it was made in 1999. Well, The Haunting of Hill House, I really got more like creepy vibes than I did scary. It definitely wasn't like a jump scare horror movie type vibe. It was really more of a ominous. I think it, for me, yeah, a lot of the ghosts were ominous, but I feel like it was scary because you had where Luke was down in the basement and that thing crawls after him. Okay, okay. There were definitely moments. Let's see. In the book, the movie, they both talk about the expansive grounds. So the, and that how they try to stay close to the house and not to wander far. They don't really go outside at all in the, in the series. They do a little bit, but they kind of say to stay close so that you can see the porch light when it blinks. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. then you come in before dark. Yes. 
I wonder what would have, would have happened if they didn't stand before her. Because really, what we saw from the ghost side was inside the house. Right? Yeah. So I wonder what would have happened if they would have stayed outside. But I wonder if they would have experienced anything. Well, well, there was the cat thing. The I know, thing. the kittens. That's what I was thinking about. And then the, the face thing. Like, she, she saw a hornet's nest. That was shaped like a face. Yeah. That is, yeah, terrifying, really. Let's do scariest moments. My top scariest moment is, like, when Shirley and Theo are driving to Hell House. And then Nell just in between them and then they like they swerve and oh yeah and, yeah it's definitely a jump scare moment yeah and she pops in yeah and then if you notice she like she yells and her mouth is fully open interesting and to me that's like yeah she has her voice back because she never really was able to stand up for herself before i'm okay putting myself out there and... i never noticed that but i can see that yeah shirley kittens come comes back to life does she come back to life? It well, like the bug crawls out of it. Oh, she yeah. She thinks it's alive because she sees like something moving in his chest, and it's actually that bug. That bug, yeah. And then the bug later shows up in Nell's mouth. Yep. Which that- I mean, she was just in that region sh- sewing all that up. So, and then she sees that and freaks out, comes back. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of foreshadowing to her career, maybe. What do you mean? Oh, like the... The bugs crawling, like the kitten? Yeah. Well, and that death of the kitten maybe gave her the passion to go into that. Well, it, well, her mom was the one. Her mom was the one. That gave her that passion. Because after her mom died, the mortician was like, no, we made her we made her pretty, or we made her nice. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Making what. death look... Or making them look like they did before. Yeah, that thing. Or making them look their best selves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that which is a nice way to... Which is a really nice way t- to look at it. Yeah. When doing stuff like that. And then she was so intent on doing Nell herself. Yeah. Because she wanted her to look perfect, like she did previously. I think it was a way to fix... Or her in her mind to fix Nell. Because yeah. Shirley is a bit controlling. Oh, Yeah. So she is controlling it. So I think it was a way to control, but also she felt bad that she never did listen to, to Nell. Yeah, I think she had so much guilt. And so she felt like she had to do something for her sister. Yes. And, and I think that's one of the, that's also one of the stages of grief that she is, is guilt. Oh, yeah. she's also super guilty about when she cheated on her husband. Definitely. With the dude who played, oh, what did he play? He was One Tree Hill. Like Nathan One Tree Hill. Did you watch that? Uh-uh. Oh, he's so handsome. Okay. That's it. This deserves a... He was even, like, so handsome. I, I feel like I have a type. I like tall guys with muscles that have dark hair. I think that's a lot of people. I don't know. I think he's very handsome. So I was excited to see him. Yeah, there's none. He is very handsome. I will give it, I will give it that. Yes. But, yeah, he, now that I think about it, that that's just, I guess, the type of guy I go for. At least, at least celebrity crush. So, yeah. Mm. I don't blame mm. Shirley. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad. I'm making you feel uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. 
Okay, on this list, number nine, it's when Nell visits her brother, um, Steve. Oh, so in his when, apartment? That was freaky. It is, because he thought, yeah, he thought it was her. I don't even know what I thought at the time, but then you're like, oh, then you start realizing, oh, yeah, she's dead. And he, he can, I like that at that moment, he can no longer just dismiss it. Yeah, definitely. I think when I watched it, I wasn't sure if it was... Because, you know, the plot was all over the place. It wasn't, like, in, in sequential order. So I really thought it was her at his apartment, like, before she killed herself. Mm-hmm. Because it just, I think it had just shown her killing herself and then... Or, right like, after, you know, yeah. after her dying. And then... So I thought it was for her, her for a second. And I was, like, really freaked out because she did not look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly realized... Yeah, that was not the case. Yeah, and she's all gray looking. But the thing that confused me, I was like, she's not wearing the same clothes she was before. And then you realize later on it's because it's the last thing that he sees her wearing. Mm-hmm. So, which is oh, which is so sad, I think. Um, let's see. Theo's touch overload. Let's see what this is specific. That was when she touched Nell's body. Yeah, she has a few, like, really, like, scary moments when she touches stuff. So, yeah, Nell's body was terrifying. I think that was the one they're referring to, because she actually, like, collapsed. Yeah, she fell back. Mm-hmm. Watching it made me feel, like, super, super sad is because... So, whenever... Also, the thing I don't get about Field, though, is that... So, Hugh was trying to get them out of the house after Olivia tried poisoning yeah when he was trying to get him well he touches her and she sees stuff and she starts screaming when she's a kid stop touching me so she knew what she actually knew what happened yeah and then she said like where's mom where's mom right after that i think the the other ones yeah i think it was like shirley or Nell. no i think it was shirley that was saying that okay yeah. But yeah, and the thing that I don't get is why she's not more understanding. Mm-hmm. Because if she was able to see that stuff, why wasn't she more understanding with her dad? And then why didn't she let her siblings know too? What also what actually happened? Well, I think it's partially because he didn't tell them, and she knew that he was keeping things from them. Yeah, she was the mo- most aware of that, and so that was probably what caused that division mm-hmm. because she's probably the most independent, like not, not left you, but like the most do do it her own way character. Mm-hmm. She just does whatever she wants. Yeah. Which is not, a, I mean, not a bad thing, but all the other ones I think fit in a mold. Well, actually Luke. I, I don't think Luke does it. What do you, what do you mean? Like, I think he's just out of control. I, I guess when I'm I just, think that he's controlled by his experiences and by his addiction. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's not in control whatsoever. No. Yeah. Which is very, which is very accurate to how an addict is, is that they they aren't, they aren't in control. They're the, yes, they're the ones physically doing the things, but they're not, they're not actually in control. Yeah. And yeah, on a side note, it just makes me so sad about trauma is that it literally impacts them for the rest of their lives. It kills me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Haunted Souls podcast. Please stay tuned for episode 7, part 3 of 4 of Hill House.